and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and discuss it in depth. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about City of Bootmakers, the second LP from British singer-songwriter L.A. Salami, which is short for Lookman Adekunle Salami. The first song we'll play is called Generation Lost. Salami we saw a couple years back in Austin and I remember seeing him on the list of artists and thinking like oh this is clearly a joke name yeah and then to find out no it's his real name and he turned out to be one of the most charismatic performers that I think we saw that year yeah this was at South by Southwest last year and and yeah his I was googling to find out his age just now and he's in his early 30s but where I found it was an interview that starts out with the person asking if that's his real name and he says of course it's my real name if I was going to pick a name why would I choose that one well it's a little interesting because I guess he did put out a few EPs before pivoting to these full-length albums and I think he went by Lookman and the bookma- bootmakers, excuse mm-hmm. me, for a while, mm-hmm. and clearly calling out to that in this city of bo- bootmakers. I keep wanting to say bookmakers, but the bootmakers title. And for whatever reason, he decided to embrace his name, and that's kind of awesome, even if it threw me for a loop the first time I saw it. Uh, I will say he was a pretty conventional band in terms of, yeah, a couple of guitarists, bass, and drums. They were certainly not a harpsichordist on stage. Yeah. So to hear that in here was just a kind of nice surprise. But he's just a very charismatic performer. And one of the things that I was disappointed by in this record is that it I don't feel like it really captures the live experience. But he is just such a just he really just draws you in his something about his demeanor and his diction and the way he performs. And he's very handsome and like cool looking like he's got like this vintage dress aesthetic going on. Except and... also kind of nerdy. Wasn't he wearing like Spider-Man socks or something? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a it's an appealing combo. And he's got this very sardonic style, but he's got a pretty dang good voice, too. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a, a really nice package here. And I think he's starting off with this. There's actually an early introduction track, but I think of this as kind of the first song on the album. And it's just so energetic 
and it's really pretty pop. Like mm-hmm. it's got a very simple structure and he does this nice repetition where the choruses are like each time it's like a slight variation of the same basic theme where he's saying like, oh, I'm lost in low, I'm lost in lust and I'm lame and lost. And so these little sort of tweaks where it's the same basic pattern mm-hmm. but tweaking it enough so that it feels fresh and yet just kind of getting to this idea of someone who's kind of struggling to be a young person he's in his 30s maybe not so young but he's still you get the sense that he's in, t- in touch with it what it is to be young in mm-hmm. england today mm-hmm. yeah and so a, a lot of these early as you pointed out the first half of the record is more kind of cultural criticism and more political anthems and then the second half is more sort of existential angst and so I've, I feel like the next song we'll play is one of the more strident of the political songs, and it's called Terrorism! Exclamation point, the ISIS crisis. I scrolled down and hit a link that Westminster had been closed. Five people dead, a madman's head lay there leaking on the road. He'd used a car to plow a crowd, stabbed a cop when he imposed. Senses out the picture, so ISIS struck a pose. The ISIS crisis! The ISIS crisis! The ISIS crisis! I heard that an ancient book inspired him to die. The jihad source decoded wrong enforces that old line. When words can talk in certain tones Is it the preacher's scribe or one guy that does the crime? The news lost focus of the man and took the ISIS bait Ain't the definition of terrorism to gain aims through fear and hate But fearless people are hard to buy if what you sell is to keep them safe And I'll kick out all the terrorists sounds great in a political debate So this is certainly one of the more strident songs on the record. And the part that we didn't play goes into then a little more kind of a quiet bridge talking about, well, we're sort of creating the terrorists by going to their country and like bombing their civilians. Yeah, I I think it's seemingly, you know, it's boiling down an intractable problem to a four minute long Mm -hmm. song. But it does, I think, get into a lot of... They're like, yeah, this is complicated in a way that's kind of shocking because, yeah, get into like, oh, yeah, if you bomb people, then they're probably going to come back and come at you. And in fact, the entire sort of symbiotic relationship between extremists on both sides, because it's like, well, it's really great for me to have terrorists because I can use that to whip up political support. And the people on the other side like like it the same way. So that's, again, not something you expect to see in a in a pop song by some 30 year old kid. And. I kind of contrast the list a little bit and I look at um, the last album we did was Frank Turner, I think in some ways touching on a lot of similar stuff in terms of this crazy time. And yeah. And I like that we, it's two records where we kind of see the parallels between the U S and the UK. Yeah, exactly. And that they're, they're both, you know, English singer songwriters, but Frank Turner was very clearly kind of focused on what was happening in the U S. And I like that this is more the perspective on what's happening in England and, that this sort of, you know, focusing on this kind of terrorism, like some guy driving a car into a crowd or stabbing someone. And that aspect, though, that he's 
you know, I, I guess I contrast it with in the U.S. where there's sort of this urge that like, oh, there's actually a serious problem, but we just say this one guy is kind of crazy mm-hmm. and not really looking at underlying problems. And here's the same thing of like, let's not focus on the individual, but immediately apply it to ISIS. And like yeah. those, both of those trends are really dangerous. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that it becomes just this dehumanization that happens. But so I like I, that I, part of the reason that I wanted to play this song was because it's one of the more rockin' tracks. You know, I think he describes his own style as postmodern blues, but it is very genre, genre transgressing. There's a lot of rock moments in here, and there are multiple songs that have a harpsichord, and then there's kind of some talk singing, and then it's all animated by this very sort of like 60s folk political spirit. And there's a lot of acoustic guitar too. Yeah, it's a fantastic combination. Yeah, and he plays, uh, there's a lot of songs that have kind of these very cutesy backing vocals. Like I think in this song, like after this horrible, yeah, we bombed his home and then he became a jihadist Mm -hmm. in response. And then la, 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 la. And it just is this nice contrast that's unexpected. And that lightness contrasting with the really dark subject matter is Mm -hmm. appreciated. And I think sticking with sort of a British take on this kind of universal issues and maybe not quite as dark and certainly pretty sardonic is the next track we'll play, which is called Brick Lane. I heard that Brick Lane was the place to be seen if you weren't lame. So I took the train and I made my way. When I got there, everyone had done the same It was such a shame because I was in pain Cause these skinny jeans were so tight around my waist As was generally with the current taste in this fixed game Cause if the work and play here is then you're gonna need a place to stay And we're all willing to pay if the price is sane the free to buy landlords up and raise the stakes to a height we just can't make. So the cash flows from the out of town has come in with their hands in their parents' pockets for the day to day, but that's okay. Cause I went to Queen's Road. That's the main road that runs through Peckham if you don't know Traditionally a place the streetwise know But I'd been told That this was the new call area in town But it felt so cold Cause all the cheap property had been sold to the landlord lies And you know how those guys This is a song to which we certainly can relate here in San Francisco About moving to the cool place and then having the prices and rents go up so that you're forced out and then you move on to gentrify the next cool place. Yeah, I like this take on it because it's very much sort of the stereotypical thing that the first wave of gentrification is kind of the hipsters and here he is talking about how tight his pants are (laughs) and he's very self-aware and it's, I don't know, almost a little fatalistic, but that just like, well, i gotta live somewhere and i'm gonna live somewhere cool but there's gonna be rich people coming behind me and that's how it goes and it's and it's so it's yeah so it's kind of funny and yet also there is that sadness coming behind it because he's just feeling like what is going on and like i i'm just this kind of force of destruction and i don't want to be and it just kind of happens and 
he's not trying, he's not looking for answers. He's just showing the problem in kind of a funny way. Like that. I like, I have to pay, I have to pay to get into this place. I didn't have to do that. I like that this whole record could be kind of pedantic in that it tries to tackle these larger social issues and it could come off as irritating, but instead he's just sort of like asking the questions and he's kind of as puzzled as anybody else in raising these issues and having this set with kind of a fun ragtimey song with the piano or with the organ and or the piano. piano yeah, well, right? well, the one thing I picked up on this is I feel like in a lot of kind of reviews and articles about him, there's this sort of, hey, he's like England's Bob Dylan. And maybe there's a little of that here. Yeah. Like the, the, the organ and piano combination yeah. is very Dylan. Yeah. But I, I think that's not generally, he's not really steering into that. If anything, I think he's aware that there's been that observation I think and he's kind of trying his, not to sound like that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's more in his delivery and his sort of talk singing and his very um, clever lyrics. Yeah, but I, I like here that he's not afraid of like, yeah, okay, I'll sound like Dylan on a song and it's very appropriate because it has this kind of grandeur to it and it is it's, it's both kind of grand with the organ and yet also really kind of fun even as it's really a little bit of a funny bummer. Yeah. And we go from the, a funny bummer to a song that I think is just kind of a bummer bummer <laughs> called England is Unwell. So when Kayla comes a fleeing from a warring Israel, there comes an immigrant and a council flat in northern Camberwell, and well, it's overwhelming that she's on the land where Chaucer dwelled, and finds a job as a waitress and is quite comfy for a spell. And then when she's more apt with English wishes tend to swell, and her ambitions stretch beyond the point you'd at first foretell. And due to her complexion, some will there decide that she is an intruder, a bloodsucker of the soil of their country. They all go through hell, so they egg her door to make her life hell as well. She has grown to know it well, and she can tell that England is unwell. They are so frustrated, cause England means equality for all. But they're a walking contradiction Cause you aren't so equal when you're poor Now Shaquinda came illegally yeah, This is another jaunty song, but I think it doesn't have the same humor that we heard on Brick Lane. But it, and so for that reason, I think it's trying harder with the backing vocals to have yeah. this humor. Oh yeah, well the, yeah, the music is so lively and there's such interesting instrumentation where there's some, some kind of synthetic sounding spookiness and mm -hmm. a vibraphone I think in mm -hmm. there along with the organ and piano we heard before yeah. and so it has it's this really rich sound but what blows me away is just this economy of storytelling that mm -hmm. he kind of has this just immigrant tale and it's what 30 seconds from I got here built made a life got ambitious to like raise my station and then got slapped down by the racism of my society and that happens in 30 seconds it's yeah. just kind of amazing and the way that the sound kind of the richness of the sound drops in and out and then yeah. at the last part we played there where all the instruments drop away to really focus on what he the message he's trying to get across and i think that's really effective yeah exactly it's it's a whole bunch of stuff just his voice and then his voice with other voices kind of stepping on him and kind of arguing with him and it almost sounds like he's arguing with himself mm -hmm. and it's and, it, and if you're listening on headphones, it's back and forth in the channels. Yeah, there's good stereo use. And you do get the sense of this, that entire 
not I, we think of it maybe as a very american thing of like the contrast between the ideals of a society and what it actually is yeah. and clearly england is fighting with that i mean they had the entire brexit thing and it is he is struggling to make sense of it yeah as, which is the you know when you're an artist what do you do trying and to make I, sense of what's happening and i think that's what makes this album so relatable to us as americans as you really recognize how much of how much of what we're feeling here in the u.s is being felt in the uk as well especially with brexit and everything else so yeah it's a special relationship and that's not always a good thing (laughs) so the next song we'll play is less topical and more just kind of fun and it's called a man without warning a boy lives in his early dreams a ruthless tune the song being so high energy and fun as you described but it's also i feel like it's very trying to get at deep questions of life i i really appreciate the transition from england is unwell which is super topical and political to this song that you know i talked about that song doing a 30 second of an immigrant experience and i feel like this is five minutes of an entire life going from youth to old age and how people are dumb and get wise over time and it's really engaging and what I find kind of interesting is it's so ambitious sort of thematically even as structurally it's just kind of first first chorus first first chorus but even that I think just carries along it's just like here's youth here's middle age here's old age Okay, you're done. <laughs> and and that it's all without warning. You know this is how it's going to go, but it always seems to be a surprise. Yeah. And well, it, even that you're being born. I love that, being born. Like, yeah. you, didn't, you didn't ask to be born. It just happened. <laughs> and it captures it in a really rollicking, fun melody that's got a great sing-along chorus. And it's just kind of, there's a lightness to it that just makes it really fun. Yeah, and it, it, yeah, that it has that lightness and it's fun when it could be so dour. Mm-hmm. And it's just his... It, it, you know, you said you, this album doesn't kind of get across the live act, but I think this, this is this gives you that hint because yeah, that that energy, and you just can feel the sm- like his 
singing voice has a smile mm-hmm. and that takes a little of the edge off of the like, oh, wow, life is pretty deep and hard. But he's and he's got a backing band of these people who are very talented and just really keep the energy up. And I, I think that is one of the things that stood out in the live performance as well. Yeah, they're super tight. And I think there's enough consistency with, you know, the organ does show up a lot on these songs, but enough variety of style that, you know, I'm not getting bored here. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, there's lots of different ways to be high energy. And I think here we have one, I, the more kind of gospely with the, all the organ. And then we have, I think, this next song we'll talk about is maybe just the most purely kind of rock and roll and most purely fun song on the album. And it's called You're Better Off Alone. Rolling Stones of the songs and I like the fact that he is not afraid of showing his influences this definitely it's it's an original sound but there's definitely a lot of influences in there that you can hear yeah well you described it as Rolling Stones I picked up on some of that as well and then in its willingness to go into these really pretty extended jammy instrumentals Mm -hmm. it's almost like a Grateful Dead song which (laughs) I was not expecting but I mean it's well like the Grateful Dead if they were good yeah but it's like that kind of style of the kind of little bit countryish and very improvisational feeling mm-hmm. in the instrumental sections, even as I feel like these vocal sections are very disciplined. And like, I really appreciate that chorus because it's like, it's almost like three choruses shoved into each other. Cause mm-hmm. it's like these three completely different sounds. And he's just kind of coming at it, these different, like, oh, you, it really sucks to be in a breakup. And it also sucks in this other way. And, yeah, to heck with it. You're better off alone. And it's, mm-hmm. it's again, it's like the least original sort of thematically. Like, yeah, everyone does break up songs. But this yeah. one, again, it's just, 
I like that it's get, trying to get at that universal truth of just like, hey, it's learn to be good with yourself and get to know yourself. And love that. Yeah, you can't run away from yourself. Yeah. It's such a great message. And it's so much fun. And yeah, that it's just that rocking. Like, I want to see them play this live. And unfortunately, we missed them when they were last in San Francisco. Yeah, but. he was at Cafe du Nord, which is a really small venue. But it was, I think, right when we were getting was, back from South Yeah, I think Southwest, it was so. that week we were back. And I think we were basically incapable of moving at that point. So I feel like we've played a lot of the really upbeat kind of rockin' songs. And one of the, but there are a few very introspective, kind of spacey, psych rocky songs. One that we'll play is called The Talisman on the Age of Glass. As I get older, ideals fade away, doubts get bolder. My fears learn to stray The stars lose meaning Future condenses past Yeah, I want for nothing In the age of glass The vetted mason Subsequential dreams Primes the mover Born to hatch the scheme the seeds he set defect as they learn to dance, but there is no evil in the age of glass. <laughs> A planet cascades through times of seamless glue, a mirthless quasar. The rock, the beast, and you From deaf perspective All moves like fields of grass Cause time's still solid In the age of glass L.A. Salami has been a very restrained songwriter, and I appreciate this song where I feel like he just let himself go a little nuts uh, mm. lyrically, while also, I think sort of musically, it's so stripped down where it's just a guitar and piano, no percussion, and structurally, it's just verse, a short instrumental, short instru and that just repeats until it's over, mm. and it's just a bunch of kind of musings about the nature of the world where he's able to just throw kind of over-the-top ridiculous lyrics like a quantum switchblade or at one point he rhymes symbiotics with kaleidoscopic with myopic all in a row and it's like he is again I think he's very self-aware and I and I think he's demonstrated enough self-awareness on his other songs for me to kind of accept like he knows that he's being over the top here mm -hmm. and that's kind of the point of this is like I'm just staring at the universe and it's making me throw kind of insane lyrics out at you and I'm just trying to make sense of it. And just the the plinking piano and the way that it's really just his voice and this kind of almost tuneless piano just really highlights his range because he can go from the You're Better Off Alone, which is really rocking and really heavy on all of the backing instruments to this very simple kind of uh, pensive song. Yeah, and his voice is just really interesting. Like it has these nice shadings and it's just even with a simple song like this, there's a lot of depth to it that is just, he gets that kind of bonus and he's 
it makes these lyrics sound even more meaningful. I'm not even sure what they mean. I guess the age of glass is just kind of this modern technological age, but it could mean anything. And it's just, again, that notion of what does it all mean? I'm, I, I think it's good for the album to have that. I'm glad there's not too much of this on the album. Yeah, but and, he does cover a lot of subjects, both lyrically and musically, and covers a lot of different musical styles. And I like that there's so much variety on this record. It really showcases what he can do. Yeah, I think on the first listen, I just was, I didn't pick up on it. And this did reward repeat listens in a big way where I was able to kind of get my head around these different musical styles and realize, wow, he's trying a lot of different stuff here with enough continuity to feel like a cohesive album, but just both the sort of the that binary nature of being super topical, but also super philosophical and existential and musically nothing that feels like it's not in the same ballpark, but he's really exploring that space in an impressive way. And his band keeps up with him. They're so tight. Yeah. It's a, I excited for this, which is really only the second LP and to hear more from this guy and please tour again. We won't be exhausted next time you come. And speaking of a very tight band, we'll go out with the last track on the record which is called Jean is Gone you've been listening to For the Record and we've been discussing L.A. Salami's second LP City of Bootmakers thanks for listening the main door was left wide open but I took the other there were shouts and screams and me, well, I was arbitrator Sat myself in between he and his replacement mother He seemed to be so briefly my good French brother But the friendship is no longer on Jean is going But to put my loyalties up for adoption And it seems to be to me that we'd leave lives forgotten And we used to smoke those leaves oh so very often Often and for very long 